0: Hi, I'm Kay Sellers. And I'm Mark Jones. And this is the In It Together podcast. No matter what level of experience you have in real estate, navigating the ever-changing real estate market can be tricky. Each week, my co-host Mark and I will bring you valuable tips, tricks, and trade secrets from our favorite industry experts, colleagues, and friends. Sit back and relax because we're about to get started, but most of all, I hope you realize that no matter how complicated the real estate industry can be, you're going to walk away knowing we're in it together.
1: So my question is, what are you seeing happening with agents right now? What's the biggest challenge you think they have?
0: They're freaking out. That's what's happening. Everyone's freaking out. out. They're freaking out.
1: Okay, say Um, more.
0: (laughs) Say more. There are a lot of people who I've been having conversations with who they developed certain pillars of business that relied on them receiving leads, or maybe they just didn't have a strong sphere to begin with. And Mm -hmm. now that the market's kind of compressing, not because the market's bad, but just simply because there's a lack of inventory to sell, right? people are now like, they're in this frenzy of like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm having a lot of conversations with people who were frustrated or they're nervous and they're like, I have no idea what to do. Right. It ends up just circling back to a conversation of just going back to basics and mm-hmm. down on what you're doing. Right. So what about you? Like, what have
1: you been seeing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm seeing a uh, very similar um, n- people who are struggling already or were you know, sort of barely getting by or are having it rough right now. And the people who have good habits are killing it. Yeah. Um, and it, again, it boils down to the basics. Like you said, it's lead generation. It's talking to your sphere every day, it's being intentional about your conversations. It's, uh, you know, staying in front of your past clients, all of the basics that we teach people to do in generating their own business. And uh, and you're right, like I think fifty percent of uh, the folks in the Zillow Flex program got released from the program because they're consolidating um, into just the larger teams that they have. So anyone that was relying on that as their primary source of business, is now having to find another primary source of business. Um, So I think a lot of those types of folks who are, you know, they had a big business, but it was all driven by third-party leads are having to either replace that lead source with another paid lead source or shift gears and go into a sphere, you know, PCSOI based business. And it's a big, it's a big shift. Yeah. It's, it's a very big shift. And
0: I, I'm interested to see what happens with that because in other markets, so back in Orlando, we used to be able just to pay for zip codes with Zillow. Yeah, same here. And it was a nice compliment to my business down there. Um, most of my business came from other sources, but that was a nice piece of it. Uh, yeah. But when they came up with Zillow Flex, no one in Atlanta, unless if you're on the very outskirts, could buy zip codes any longer. Right. So I'm really wondering, and not that you know, I we know some people personally who were affected by the cut, right? But also, like on a on the flip side, I'm wondering if Zillow's maybe going to open this up to the possibility of them selling zip codes again.
1: It's possible. I mean, Lord knows they're they're they keep reconfiguring to try to be more profitable, um, and I think what I'm hearing is happening too is they're leaning into. Their mortgage company more because they know if they get the buyer and the mortgage, then they can really maximize their income because they're still not profitable. And that's you know that's the goal is for them to get profitable. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Like you said, I think they're they're in the process of uh, punting right now and and re looking at their business model and seeing what they need to change to make it work. You used a sports ball reference, and I. Knew- I did, I did. Aren't you proud of me? I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I, anyway, I I know all the sports balls.
0: <laughs> I was like, I think I, I think that's from football, but I'm not. Sure.
1: <laughs> it is. I, I really actually played cool. football as a kid. I have, I have a picture of, you know, little Mark in a football uniform, um, probably in fifth grade, fourth grade, something like that. Uh, midget and football. Shook. Yeah. Yeah, we, we need to frame this picture. It needs to be an <laughs> but I you could tell like I had really pretty hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm not putting my helmet on before the photo. Ew. <laughs> i my hair up. So yeah, you could clearly see what my priorities were just by looking at the picture. But um anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I never played a sport. I mm. I did not. I it was but it was very fun when I tried to play them. Especially like kickball and dodgeball, because people uh, just assumed, like, especially dodgeball, people would go and they would think I was an easy target because I was really clumsy and tall. And then uh, I, I was so clumsy that when they would try to throw the balls at me, I would trip or something. it. <laughs> So I won like three games of dodgeball that way, but that that's as- <laughs> Cause that's, you kept falling out of the way. <laughs> yes, that's as athletic that I've ever been. Um, that is
1: brilliant. I love it. <laughs> but,
0: but like, yeah, it's-, it's But just, we digress. Uh, we digress. <laughs> I mean, but anyway, like, I think that it's going to be interesting to see how people are going to adapt and yeah. where where they're going to be heading. Um, do you think more people are going to be this, this actually, um, one of our top producers asked me this question and she asked, why do you think so many teams are trying to get team members or why so many people are trying to start teams right now? Mm. And I said, I think it's because I, I think they're there are those teams out there like hers, which are very profitable and have systems down and in place. Mm -hmm. I also think that there are people who are not wanting to double down on the work that they're doing. And they're trying to add in people prematurely to kind of feel like they're expanding their business Mm -hmm. and, you know, use other people's SOI to build theirs, which there's nothing really wrong with that.
1: Right. Um, That's the team model, right?
0: You know, but I think there, I I think there are people who are prematurely doing it and they're not doing it in the fashion where you and I both know if you hired an admin and you leverage that admin at a high level, you're gonna right. get, you know, probably a better result than hiring a team member first. I made the mistake of hiring a buyer's agent first. And it did help my business because. You know, he was able, you know, to help me grow it in some ways. Right but I look back, and if I'm if I just would have hired a licensed admin, I could have had them do the same thing, and kept more money.
1: Yeah, well, and I, I was talking with our regional marketing trainer, um, or I'm sorry, our regional technology trainer uh, for Keller Williams the other day, and he was telling me about an agent that he helped last year. He helped her um, put all of her contacts into Command, which is the you know the KW uh, CRM. Uh, within the kw platform and just because she's she put in place what we call a quarterly call plan where the crm is going to remind you once every three months to call your sphere right so you'll every day you look it up look up and there's got a a couple of to-do tasks call this person call this person call this person and just by reaching out to those people when she's driving um, so when she's in the car, she just opens her command app and cl- clicks on the person and calls them no matter who's there, just, you know, just to check in say, hi, her business tripled in a year just by doing that. So to your point, having good systems in place and having an admin that can put those systems in place, because Lord knows most of us aren't good at that stuff. Um, nope. And if we're good at being a real estate agent, we're probably not terribly organized and systematized. Um if just by doing that, you can increase your business just by increasing your uh, mind share, if you will, with your, the people that you've been in touch with that already know, like, and trust you.
0: Yeah. I, it's interesting to me when I'm coaching agents and they're always in that. They get very nervous about those conversations. And we've talked about this like a gazillion times, but mm-hmm. I've also been guilty of the same thing. mm mm-hmm. I've been, I've been super guilty of being nervous about reaching out because I realized, oh my God, it's been this long. And now I feel like a jerk, but right. the crazy thing is I got a call yesterday and I picked the call up like immediately. And it was one of my past clients from eight years ago, maybe nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he lives in Arizona now. He's like, I'm dealing with this horrible situation, and I had no idea who to call except for you.
1: Oh, wow. That's awesome. He's
0: like, I've worked with all these different people, and you're the only one I know that will always help me when I need it. And it's in those moments where I'm like, I don't really keep in contact with him as well as I should. Right. But it reminds me every single time when I do talk to those people I've worked with, Mm -hmm. how much... Like I did impact them and they actually liked talking to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, think about it. If you, uh, I think we get, the reason we uh, get call reluctance is, which is what it's called, right? I think the reason we get in our our heads about that is because we we start thinking about like what we're going to say instead of just being in the moment and having a conversation. Um, But I like to think of it this way. If I ran into this person at the supermarket, what would I say? Hello how are you doing? <laughs> yeah how are you doing? Good to see you. What's going on? What's new? Oh yeah. How's the wife and kids? Awesome. Cool. Are you guys going anywhere fun this summer? No? Okay, cool. You're going to hang out at home? That's great. Awesome. How's the house? Cool. So yeah, it's it's a little tight, I know. You know what I mean like the conversation just evolves naturally. Um and you don't hide from public because you're afraid you might run into someone you know out in the world so why are you hiding from the telephone you haven't seen me on a saturday morning <laughs> <laughs> well trust me i get that too but i guess you know, in general had. we don't live our entire life behind uh, a locked door we do go out in the world and we shop and we go to restaurants and we live our lives so it's just just imagine like you just ran into that person except the added benefit is that you are intentional about reaching out to them, and ninety-nine percent of the time they're not going to answer the phone anyway. So you can just leave a message, um, and just check in with them and see how they're doing. You know, just hey, I was just calling to touch base with you. I drove by your house was have been thinking about you, and you popped in my head. So I said, you know what? While I'm thinking about it, I'm going to reach out and talk to Kay. So I hope you are doing well. I'd love to catch up sometime. Let's grab coffee. Give me a call. And let me know what works for you. And and that's really it. I mean.
0: People like to be cared for, and yeah. and every I, I've tried to make it a habit that when I think of someone that I just reach out, even if because yeah. I'm also strangely intuitive, and so half the time when that happens to me, like there's some reason. Right. They go. I was thinking about you. This is so weird. Exactly. Yeah. And so I I've always told my agents I was like, if you think of someone, call them. Right. But even with that being said, I mean. If you, some people ask me, they're like, well, how do I grow my business that way? And I think, again, it goes back to being genuine, but yeah. there's also a lot of things that you can ask indirectly. So, you know, just asking someone, Hey, do you know someone who may need this right. or who is some, uh, a contractor or a vendor that you've used recently that you really love?
1: Yep. It People ask me happen. all the time for good handyman. And you know, my last one, you know, flaked on me. So now I need a new one. Do you who do you know that's good at that stuff that I can refer? Great. So if you don't want to have like a super personalized conversation,
0: or maybe you just called them the other day and now you want something else to talk about, mm. um, I I learned that asking for something in like a third party fashion is a really great way, not only for you to get different types of referrals for whatever you need, but mm-hmm. it also gets people to think about what they need for themselves.
1: Absolutely. And the other thing it does is when you ask a specific question um, versus a generic question, it engages a different part of the brain. So if you ask me, like, who do you know that's looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate? like, I don't know. But you say, you know, who do you know that's looking for their first rental property and um, would be interested in doing something in Southeast Atlanta? I'm gonna start thinking about that. And I might not come up with a person that meets those criteria, but I'm probably gonna think through and go, you know, I don't really know of anyone, but in thinking through, I, I kind of I need to connect you with my cousin because they're looking for something, you know, and she's looking for a condo or whatever. Like just it it makes the brain index differently. So it's always good to have a, a phone call like that. So you know, ask, get excited about what you see on the MLS. Find a good deal and call your sphere and be like, "Hey, who do you know that's looking for a really good deal on a house in Westview? Yeah. it's gonna it's gonna generate uh, conversations. It's gonna show that you're in touch and you're going the extra mile to try to connect people with good deals. And you know they're gonna. It's gonna help them think of someone that is needs your service. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's. I, I'm very interested to see
0: in the next couple months how many people are gonna start teams. I'm interested in seeing how some of these teams are gonna grow and how the teams are going to go and adapt and bring in other um, lead generation opportunities
1: for their team yeah. members. Um. I I think it's, you're going to see a lot of people leave the business too. I mean, this happens every time the market takes a downward turn. Um, The people that are doing the activities that it takes to be successful are fine. And they, they actually take market share and they thrive in this environment. And then the ones who aren't willing to do the things that it takes, like pick up the phone and talk to people um, are the ones that will just get out of the business because they can't survive on, if they were already sort of, barely making it, they're not going to be able to survive in doing real estate going forward without making a huge change in their daily behavior.
0: And I I think it's because the people who thrive are the ones who are more afraid of the outcome of if they don't succeed. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, everyone looks at you know, success differently, they're either pleasure or they're pain. And and sometimes there are people who are just like, I want, you know, to make all this money and that's really exciting and closing the deal. But I've personally found that the people who are afraid of, oh my gosh, I could lose my house or oh my God, I'm going to disappoint yeah. my family. Those are the people when it gets really tough that they just push through it because they don't want to disappoint anyone else or themselves.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of, there are a lot of studies out there that talk about people uh, are more motivated to move away from pain than toward pleasure. Um, so the fear of loss of something, whether it's status, family, relationship, home, financial stability, whatever that is, that fear is motivating. Um, so the people who um, are all in on real estate And don't have a backup plan those are the people that that use that fear in a healthy way and go you know what i need to start talking to more people because i you know i I can't let that happen great yeah Mm yeah that's true well it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few months i'm gonna continue talking to agents and trying to encourage them to do the right things and we just have to realize that some will and some won't and you know the, the ones who do the work will will still be here. So I'm hoping that uh, all agents I know are still going to be here in a year. And I'm even more excited
0: for the people who are just getting started mm. who are going to use this as an opportunity to excel. Absolutely. So I, I'm really excited to see who the new superstars are going to be. Yep. So, yeah. Cool. So, That is all for us today. And we hope you enjoyed our segment. Please don't forget to like and rate our podcast on your preferred podcast platform, because the more ratings we get from people like you, we could attract more people like you. And I'm Case. And I'm Mark. And we're in it together.